0: Hello and Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host Kevin DeVries and as always if you'd like to reach us at the podcast you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPL Roundtable at gmail.com. All right now we are back with another club update this time we're going to be talking about all things Liverpool with Dave Hendrick from Anfield Index and Total Football also a radio station in Toronto uh, that I appear on sometimes as well. Dave have to ask you already know the answer. Didn't make any moves on deadline day. What were your thoughts? No, I didn't sign anybody. Very disappointing. Um, massive holes in the
1: squad. Um, I think we've had a pretty poor window in terms of bringing players in. We've done very well in terms of shipping players out. Um, Balotelli released on a free, joins Nice. Um, I hope he does brilliantly there. I really hope he revives his career because I'm a big fan. I always have been. Uh, Lazar Markovic goes on loan to Sporting Lisbon not too impressed with that one think we should have kept him because I think we'll need him um, that's pretty much all we did on deadline day I don't even think anybody turned up to work I think they all stayed at home which is a, a bit of a shambles considering our squad is both thin and with massive gaping holes, it's a bit like cheesecloth Kev
0: yeah uh, it's a very similar situation with us but today's not about me it's about you. So, uh, with uh, Liverpool, you did get rid of Benteke and Balotelli up front. Uh, Ings still at the club. We've seen Firmino play as a false nine. Do you think that'll be enough for you up front this season? Um, I, I don't think Ings will play a whole lot
1: this year, Kev. I don't really understand the point of Danny Ings at Liverpool. I don't know why we signed him. I don't know why we didn't sell him when we had the opportunity this summer. Uh, he's a fine player if you're you know, a lower half club, maybe a mid-table club, but He's not top four quality. We play one up front and we have Sturridge and Origi who are much, much better players than he is. Um, And we have Firmino who is going to play most of his games up front. He's much, much better than him as well. So he's fourth choice striker for one role. Maybe he'll get some games out wide. Maybe that's the plan for when Mane goes to the, uh, the AFCON is that Ings is going to be the great winger. I I, I can't see it myself, but I, I don't understand why we didn't get rid of him. Um, yeah, as you said, we moved out, Benteke got great money for him from Palace. Thank you, Palace. Thank you, Everton, who facilitated that deal by massively overpaying for Yannick Bellassi. Um, and obviously, Balotelli left on the free and he's gone to Nice. And Nice had a good window as well because they signed uh, Jonas Bellhander. Yeah,
0: I saw I, that a at the death, yeah. Big fan of him. So I'm going to watch a lot of Nice this year. Well, that sounds very Nice. Okay, I'm going to move on. Uh, From that awful, (laughs) awful, dreadful joke. Uh, You mentioned there Sadio Mane. Both of us questioned it when it happened. Both of us, I feel I can say comfortably, have been impressed by what he's done thus far, the way he opens up your attack with that just unlimited pace. Um, What have you made of that signing thus far?
1: So far, it's, yeah, so far so good. Um, The issues with him are that he tends to disappear from August to May, or from October to, to, to March, rather. I don't know why I said August to May. The season runs August to me. He plays well for the first two months and the last two months, uh, but he disappears in the middle of the season. That that's a a major worry for us. Um, and and the fee was was a big problem for me at the time. But then when you see balassi going for twenty five million and Au for for twenty one, uh, all of a sudden I don't so much have a pro- a pro a problem with the deal, especially considering we got twenty seven for Benteke. And some very, very foolish club paid 30 million for Musa Sissoko. So, in the market that we're now in, I think 34 million from Mane might be okay.
0: I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about about Musa Sissoko. Um, <laughs> another sign you made that hasn't really been talked about that much because he's been out with an injury. Goalkeeper Luis Carius comes over from Mines. I personally think he might already be better than Minulay and definitely will be in the future. Where do you think you'll lean at goalkeeper this season?
1: Yeah, Karius would be first choice if he wasn't injured. Um, if he wasn't going to be first choice, he would have been allowed to go to the Olympics. Uh, he was told quite early on, you're not going to the Olympics, you're staying, you're going to be first choice. He broke his hand, punching De- Dejan Lovren in the head, something I've wanted to do many, many times. Um it looks like he's you know he's back in training he's doing some some goalkeeping work he's not allowed to use his hand broken hand yet but he's you know he's punching and saving some shots and things with his other hand so I think he's a big talent he's it's the one like we going into this window yeah we needed a bit of pace up front but it wasn't a major major need um our our big needs were a goalkeeper a left back a right-sided center back to partner sackle and a defensive midfielder. And Karius only when we got... Now, people will point to Joel Matip, but for me, he's not a starter-quality player for a top-four team. Um, I look around the league, he wouldn't get in your team, he wouldn't get in the Arsenal team, he wouldn't get in the United team, he wouldn't get in the City team, he wouldn't get in the... Ch- well, he might get in the Chelsea team, just because I think they're quite weak at centre-back. But I just don't think he's starter-quality for top-four. For me, having him and Clavin as the backups to Sacco and somebody... Would have been ideal. Um, the Sacco thing has taken an incredible twist this summer, and nobody really knows what's happening with his future.
0: Yeah, it is very strange talk that he lashed out against Klopp, which seems very strange indeed. So you may, you may indeed be seeing a lot more Joel Matip than you had mm. planned. Uh, he did look fairly good in the Tottenham match. I agree, yeah. that we wouldn't get into a lot of those other sides, but those are some of the better defenses in the league. If you had to put like a, a guess on how many matches we see of him in the Premier League?
1: Oh, I think he'll play every game. Um,
0: because, oh, you just wish you had a better option? Yeah, I just wish we Fair had a enough. better
1: option. I just wish we'd sign someone better. I think he's going to play every game. I think when Lovren continues to uh, to soil himself, I think that's when Sacco might get his chance, is to replace uh, Lovren and, and be first choice alongside Matip. Um, but I, I had hoped we would go and we would sign a, a top-end centre-back this season because our defence has been so poor since Rafa left, uh, it's, it's desperately needed. And uh, when we managed to finally ship Martin Skirtle, club legend Martin Skirtle to some, out the door, I, I hoped that would be the trigger for us to go and buy a, a top centre-back, use those wages, those 110 grand a week wages, to bring in a Jonathan Tha or a Nicholas Sewell or somebody. Um, but we, Klopp showed little to no interest for whatever reason.
0: or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Yeah, uh, in the midfield, you lost actual club legend, if not just fan favorite, Joe Allen, uh, yeah. and seemingly have replaced him with Gini Winyaldum, who we weren't really sure yeah. where he'd fit into your team, but he has been starting in central midfield, which is not an uh, unsurprising thing, as he did play there when he was at PSV. Uh, what have you made of that rotation that you formed in, in central midfield?
1: Well, I, I like Wijnaldum, 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 however you say it. Um, I think he's a good player. Again, I thought it was a little bit of an overpay, but again, in this market, it's fine. Um, I just don't think he fits in a two. Klopp now it does seem to have gone to a midfield three this season. And I think I think the original plan was Zielinski, the Polish guy who ended up at, at Napoli, and Dahoud from Gladbach would come in and flank Emre Jean in in a midfield two, a midfield three rather, and that Zielinski would push forward and go, Almost turn it from a four three three to a four two three one at times. Now, Wijnaldum is a much better player than Zielinski at this moment in time, so I think him coming in facilitates that much better because we know he can play wide and do it very very well. So if you've got him playing one side um, and Mane the other, and then Coutinho can drop into the hole, and and Firmino can become that lone striker, which is how I think we'll play most often. That's really, really good. The problem we have at the minute is that Emre Jean hasn't been playing. He hasn't been fit. Now he's out injured again. So our midfield looks really poor. is starting in midfield. He's just not a midfielder. He's just not good enough. Um, Henderson, who Klopp clearly wanted to replace if he was going to go and buy De Hood. uh, He's still in the team. Now, I'm not not too pushed because I think in a midfield three, Henderson works really well. Um, So I think once Chan comes back, that midfield will settle down and we'll see... Henderson, Chan, and and Wijnaldum as the midfield three, with Mane, uh, Firmino, and and Coutinho as the front three. I, I think that that's fairly good. Again, I would have really liked a, a proper defensive midfielder to come in and partner Emre Jean. but if Klopp was going to the three, then you don't really need that type of player. And I'm I'm totally fine with Wijnaldum as one. The problem is we, we didn't get De Hood, and for whatever reason, we we didn't have any backup targets, which is my biggest gripe with our with our
0: window. Yeah, speaking of a lack of targets and indeed signings, James Milner has been playing at left-back. Also, yeah. I loved Klopp coming out and publicly defending uh, Alberto Moreno after we all thought he had been garbage. He was like, no, he was fine. And then he was immediately dropped from the side and replaced by a winger that thinks he's a central midfielder. Obviously, that, that position yeah, not filled for playing, you.
1: No, we're playing a slow, mediocre right-winger at left-back. Um, It doesn't sit well with me at all. Uh, we, we went for Ben, ben Chilwell. Like that everybody would have been great to, yeah. yeah, but like the thing is, everybody wanted us to sign a starting quality left back. Klopp didn't want one. He wanted a backup, a young backup. He went for Ben Chilwell. Mm. And we mentioned Rico and, Henry,
0: also would have been an interesting option.
1: And that's who he should have gone and got when he couldn't get Chilwell. Rico Henry just moved to Brentford? For nothing, for $4 3 million? Million or, yeah.
0: yeah Yeah.
1: That's where we should have gone for that. But the thing is, for me... He clearly then wanted Moreno as the starting left-back if if he wasn't going to buy a starter. Now, why is he not playing? Because, yeah, okay, he he had a a poor first half against Arsenal. He was fine second half. He got murdered for that goal by a bunch of idiots who didn't understand that that's actually what he's told to do. If you ever watch us play, as soon as we win the ball back, he bombs forward. That's his job. Bomb forward and be the outlet. And then you fast-forward a week, he's out of the team. Milner's playing... And Milner's doing the exact same thing and getting caught at a position consistently, including for both their goals with less pace to get back, with, with no pace at all and and seemingly no effort to get back either. So I I don't understand my my thing for this summer, Kev is you look at the great clubs around Europe. Okay, you look at your your Bayern Munichs, your Barcelonas, um, your Real Madrids, your Juventus's, Like they all have structure in place you guys have it like arsenal we broke don't it yesterday it
0: but we do
1: have it you guys have a structure in place where the coach is the coach and he has input in the transfers but he's not the one out there identifying targets um it's the same at chelsea they they have a structure city have a structure um united have jorge Mendes now kind of running the transfer side of things for them uh which is just ludicrous but all the top clubs, Dortmund as well, Schalke, they all have a director of football or sporting director or whatever you want to call them. And they're the guys tasked with going out and identifying players. The manager says, I want a left back. I want the following three attributes in this left back. And I want him to be in this age range. The director of football goes out and he finds between three and five guys for that position. And he goes and he tries to buy one of them. <clears throat> That's how it should work. That's how it works at all at all clubs except at Liverpool, where you look at the players we signed this summer, Wijnaldum, Dortmund scouted him when he was at Feyenoord and again at PSV. Mane, Dortmund scouted him when he was at Salzburg. Uh, klaven played in the Bundesliga, so Klopp knows him from there. Um, Matip played in the Bundesliga, so Klopp knows him from there. We tried to sign Usman Dembele. Dortmund had been scouting him and had had him in for visits for the entire year that Klopp was there before he left. Carrius uh, played in the Bundesliga. Klopp knew him from there. We tried to sign De Hood Obviously played in the Bundesliga. Dortmund had been scouting him for a couple of years as the potential uh, replacement for Gundogan. Um, Chilwell, right? Plays for Huddersfield. Huddersfield alone last season. Huddersfield's manager is Jurgen Klopp's best friend. Hmm. So for me, the issue is Klopp didn't do any scouting. Because he didn't have time. We played in sixty odd games last season. Mm. We were in the Europa League right up until the final. When did he have ta- time to do scouting? When did he have time? He didn't at all. No time at all to do scouting. So the players that we went for this summer were either former Dortmund targets or players Klopp knew from the Bundesliga, and that's it. Or, or the guy who his best mate recommended. <laughs> and when he when he wouldn't come. There was no backup left back when De hood couldn't be bought. There was no backup to him, and the other guy, obviously, that we went for was Gotza, And there's a little bit of a relationship between Klopp and Gotza. So, like, I, I just I look at what we've done this summer, and I, like, I'm happy enough with the players we got in, but we needed three more. We needed a left back. We needed and we needed a midfielder, be it a holding midfielder or a controller like De hood. You just move the rest of them around, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And we needed that top end centre-back and we didn't get any of those players and the players that Klopp went for in certain positions when we couldn't get them there was no backup but like we went for uh, Christian Pulisic two days left in the window made an offer that we had to have known was going to get rejected because Stoke had the same offer rejected like two or three days beforehand so and again that's someone Klopp knows because he managed them so for me I, I just think it was I think we did really well with the players we got rid of. The only one I would have kept was Markovic and we got really good money for the likes of Joe Allen, for Skirtle, for Benteke, etc. We got we got 15 million for Jordan Ive and 6 million for Brad We have a Smith. buyback for Ive as well, right? Yes, and we have sell-on clauses in everything. Uh, we got 5 million for Luis Alberto to Lazio. So we, we did brilliantly in the selling. Can't fault the selling. The problem is we didn't scout. We didn't have backup targets. We had no plans if things didn't go the way we wanted them. It was all this talk. The Klopp wanted everybody in before. Um, unlike the, the other player we went for is Zielinski, again a Dortmund former Dortmund target because they have they've had that Polish connection for years at Dortmund, so they knew who he was. Hmm. So, like, it just to me it just doesn't make any sense what we've. Done this summer in terms of like not scouting properly, not having identified lists of players to bring in. Like for me, I've spoken to scouts at a number of clubs, and you talk to people who work at top clubs, and what they like to do is on on January first, they pretty much have their targets for the summer nailed, three to five in every position, and then it's literally about finding out every single thing they can about each of those players on and off the field. And then by the end of the summer, they've got their targets for January and they're always scouting a window ahead. Uh, And we didn't do that. We didn't scout at all. Clock picked guys that he knew, guys that Dortmund had scouted with Zork. And a guy that was recommended by his best mate.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's the biggest problem for me is that there just hasn't been enough preparation put in. We need the biggest need for us. Like put it this way, Kev, I'm 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 rating our entire window now as a C. Um, I give it a, an A minus for players come going out, hmm. and probably a, a flat D for players that for what we did on the incomings. But if we were to go tomorrow and announce Manchi from Sevilla that we paid his buyout clause and he was coming, mm. I'd immediately give it an A
0: because yeah. that's the type of difference he can make the club moving forward. Yeah. So, so. Valencia did excellent business this window, by the way, considering yeah. how awful they were last season. Yeah. Uh, they they brought in Mongola with City subsidizing his wages. And I don't know if you saw, at the very last minute, they brought in... um Oh, crap, now I'm going to forget his name. Uh, from Zenit, uh Argentinian. Ezekiel Garay. Yeah. Ezekiel Garay, yeah. For nothing. For so, nothing.
1: So- For nothing. They basically got two
0: centre-backs in for nothing. For Mustafi, who is an undersized, overvalued centre-back. Yeah, who's not very good at all. So, it's a little bit funny. He's better than Rob Holding. So, much like our Sissoko deal, which we'll talk about on your show this weekend, they filled the need. We can question the quality and the price. Plenty. Um, All right. well, with all of your uh, ins and outs that you've mentioned there, uh, who do you think was your best signing this summer? Um, carry us, because I think that's our just goalkeeper for sort of,
1: Yeah, I think that's our goalkeeper sort of for the next ten years. Ooh, interesting.
0: I, I do, yeah. I do like him. He, he seems to lack some. Uh, I don't know. There's something about him that's boring and not in the Friedel Good way. But no,
1: uh, a he's a beautiful man, Kev. <laughs> he's, just, he's just German. He's very efficient.
0: <laughs> also, I can't hate a goalkeeper with Loris in his name. Um, exactly. All right, so you're pleased with him, as we mentioned, Wijnaldum and and Mane too expensive, but that was the whole window. You filled needs there. Yeah,
1: pleased. Matip on a free. He's a great sign as a free for a squad player. I'm happy with Clavin for four and a half million as a squad player.
0: Um, My issue is what we didn't do. Right. All right. So has this transfer window changed at all your perceptions of what you will be able to do this season? Yes. I had thought we would be real top four contenders. Now I think we're fringe
1: contenders and I can see us finishing fifth or sixth.
0: Oh, great. So it's going to be an established top four and us battling for the same spot again? Pretty much. Sweet. That's never happened except for like the last half decade. I
1: genuinely think it's, I I genuinely think Fort is between us, yourselves and Arsenal. And if you go out of the Champions League early in the group stages, I
0: think you'll get it. Uh, I do not think we will, but we can talk th- about that on your show as well. No easy matches, but no hard matches is my super mm. quick breakdown of our Champions League draw. Uh, Alright, so not thinking that you're title contenders, obviously. Top four is going to yeah. be a blow. Uh, just as a fan base, how did you all react? Um, well, a lot of people just will back the manager regardless,
1: and that's fine. Um, but I I, I don't plan to do that. I think... In terms of Klopp, the coach, I'm 100% behind him. I think he's absolutely the right man. Um, Klopp, the director of football, is not the right man. In my view, I have major questions and doubts. This is year 15 for him as a manager, and he's never had total control over transfers. Um, I think he's shown a naivety. I think he's shown an inability to properly scout and collect you know, targets. Um, but I still think in terms of the manager, he's the, a perfect guy. Um, for me, he's like Doc Rivers in basketball, great mm. coach, not not a general manager.
0: <laughs> Leave the front office stuff alone, please. Yeah,
1: exactly. Leave that
0: to people Like that, that that's what they do. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree there as well. All right. Well, it has been a pleasure having you on. Is there anything you'd like to plug, including our show this weekend that I've now mentioned three times? Yes. Uh, another podcast with Dave Hendrick on the Anfield Index. Check out the
1: Anfield Index app. I'm going to have Kev on my next show. I'm doing the Anfield Rant with Armando. I am doing the Talking Tactics podcast with Lee, with Leroy this weekend. Myself um, and Gennaro, obviously, total football on FM 88.9 in the GTA. That's every Sunday at 8 o'clock. Uh, rebroadcast as a podcast on the All In Sports Talk Network, as Gennaro likes to say. Uh, check out the All In Network. It is going live on September
0: the 11th. Um, featuring
1: this very channel. Featuring this very podcast and many, many more.
0: Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you back on and we will obviously speak soon. Absolutely.